So I have like thin slices of peat, dry them out so it turns like leather, and then write on it with chalk. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm thin slices of peat. <laughs> and I'm Brett. I was really hoping you were going to say I'm dry like leather. Uh, this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the provocative Parchmina. Gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, what, what is a Parchmina? Uh, it's, uh, um, it's an RV. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> or a horse. <laughs> in, um, in Europe, it was called the Mazda Bongo. But in <laughs> <laughs> the bongo friendly, I fucking love that car. Oh my god, I really yeah. want one. Um, all right, Al, Al, what have you been up to this week? Well, the um, last two weeks, yes, we haven't recorded for uh, another week. Tell them that it doesn't matter to say it, they'll never know. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> I think they know. Um, uh, no, but they don't know when we recorded this. This, this is very true. The day after, yeah, this is very true. So, what, what the fuck was that? Did you just okay? Murph's just scared himself with the ice block. Um, ca- carry on, bugs of ice. <laughs> um, so I was trying to swap out the rear differential on the Suzuki, um, and that escalated into replacing the whole rear axle, um, <laughs> all of which was rusted and fucked and broken. Um, and it took a very long time, but now it's done and Yay! it's replaced, and it no longer makes a horrific grinding noise and metal dust in the oil as I drive down the road. So that's fantastic. Mm. And now hopefully I can sell one of those vehicles now that it is, um, has no more problems. Um, and in the process of it, I did manage to cover the entire backyard with rust, uh, rust bits that I had to cut off because they couldn't be um, unfastened. Mm-hmm. Uh, various stinky substances like differential gear oil that's 30 years old which smells bad enough when it's fresh um that's gonna be delightful on yeah your it is fucking horrible um and various like backing plates and brake drums and brake lines and everything was just all over the place um and then i thought i'll better tidy it up so i started tidy up the garden and then in typical fashion i couldn't stop and started pulling out all the weeds and like getting rid of all the shit in the garden. And then you just end up like covered in like rose thorns and uh, mm-hmm. bramble, yeah, skin ripping you off your flesh. Um, but it's it's refreshing because now the garden's starting to look clear, hopefully, in time for the snowdrops, which are starting to, to break through the, the, the leafy mulch. Um, mm, lovely. And it's, yeah, it feels like it feels like winter's on its way. Um, I don't know. Famous last words. I mean, mm-hmm. that—that's why I had. I, I finally. That's. I'll get to that when I do my bit. Yeah. Right. What about you? What have you been up to? Also, just well, um, uh, I just found a bongo friendy for two and a half grand, and I'm really—I don't have two and a half grand, but I'm really fucking tempted. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Uh. So more car talk. <clears throat> Let's see nice. that. And how car talk leads to uh well traditionally this, this is the uh the one sports focused episode of the year because it's six nations and the super bowl so That's i'm quite true. surprised we've not mentioned egg chasing yet but i thought that was the shopping uh, yeah t- yeah we're just going to talk about sport the entire episode do i go now <laughs> yes something something kansas <laughs> uh right so I am 
tearing out different aspects of the airstream interior just to get into the wiring work and it's going to need new insulation and all kinds of bits and bobs i mean it's it's i'm very excited about that project there's just lots to do um and while i was working on that i realized you know like oh at some point i might need to actually move this thing around i should probably just get on the to-do list for the truck some little odds and ends for the truck and then i was under the truck fixing airbag sensors which I found out months ago they were faulty and there's been a recall on them, but they also want me to like, was it like a, two hours to get it service? A small, like minor recall. Or was it like a nice, it was a total I recall. As far as <laughs> hey! um, but then similar to Al, it's like, get underneath the truck, find that problem. And then go, Oh, you know what? Yep. I'm getting a, I'm getting a weird error from this fuse in my fuse box. I should go check the <laughs> fuse box. Oh, look at that. There's corroded, Fuse box that okay. Well, we we're gonna need to clean that, and then I remembered that uh, it has been like a week and a half or whatever. So amidst all of this, I had an assessor come by because I'm dealing with some uh, bank things and and financials and whatnot. So I had a guy coming over to look at the house and give it an appraisal. Um, but I was working on the truck, and then I also told myself like the weather's been kind of nice. I should also redo the workshop roof because it's been sagging and uh-huh. collecting moisture and everything. And I should, I should redo that. And then I got into it and then was like, Oh, also I kind of overbuilt it. So it's, it's like two inches longer than it should be, which increases the square footage, which means technically I should, I should have a permit for this. Well, what if I just move one wall in <laughs> six inches? <laughs> so I ripped the roof off uh, which was a task and a half because it was all that asphalt shingling. And I, I don't know. I, I I had that moment of just like, well, you did what you thought you were supposed to do. And here's why it failed. And then I stripped one of the walls down, took everything off of it, moved everything from my tiny shop into the middle of it, ripped everything out, moved the wall six inches over, reframed it, Assessor was coming the next morning at like 10 o'clock. So I set an alarm for 4.30 and then woke up and then cleaned and like got things back in order a little bit. Then put the roof in place, but not fully on. And then realized because I was going with the uh, like the sun UV protected corrugated roofing, it's not the metal stuff, but <clears throat> it's whatever plastic composite material. I went from having an 800 pound roof on top of the shop, just with the plywood and the shingles and stuff, probably around 800 pounds. Now between the new cedar beams and the plastic stuff, I, I carried all of the materials myself in one run. I was like, well, (laughs) no wonder there was a giant fucking sag point in the middle. (laughs) That was really idiotic. Um, So yeah, it's been, the one thing leading to the other thing leading to the other thing, because then I fixed the electrical in the house because I didn't want the guy to look at it and then ask me to test one of the power outlets that hasn't been working <laughs> in six months. So I did that. And then I fixed the light. See that? See that blurry thing in the background? All of you listeners, it's a light. that used to be a boob light, a little nipple shaped light. <laughs> and I finally switched it out because I thought mine as well, because I'm working on the electrical. So I might as well switch out the light that I've been meaning to switch out. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, four billion other things going on right now, but that's the <laughs> gist of it. I am enjoying 
uh, the amount of get sorry I'm getting enjoyment out of getting to join the car talk and mechanic talk because I do like working on the vehicles. The airstream is a real it's a new adventure in terms of how that whole thing goes. But Al, even you giving me a little bit of heads up on the wiring harnesses and stuff, already cruising forward on that. Um, and it's really exciting to get back into just like mechanical things, right? Like kind of one-to-one problem solution. That wire's busted. Yeah. Clip it, put a new Does one. Does it work in, now? Yeah. Now it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been quite enjoying that. So yeah, it's been it's been busy and I've got a wonderful to-do list for this week, but I'm really excited to be working on um I've got the Mammoth Tusk um putting pieces together for that or at least starting on it because I have a billion little things to forge and then the airstream and between those two things. Just nice. having a go. It's good. What about nice. you, Steve? How you been? Uh well, before we go into that, Al, I have a, a question for you. Because I don't know if this is a, a British thing, a Southern thing, or just a my family thing. But when you were younger and you got ill, did your parents used to give you Lucozaid to as like, oh, this will like make you healthy and give you energy? Or was that just my family? Uh, yes, but however, we weren't um, as posh as you. So my mum just used to give me a glass of warm water with sugar dissolved in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Yeah, Lucozid was, was, was a remedy. However, yeah. Lucozid is not suitable for replacing the fluids lost during diarrhea. No, it's not. Um, yeah. No. <clears throat> excuse me. And and it's yeah. also a great hangover cure. It really is. Um, but yeah, no. More often than not, I I think it was milk because uh, there. <laughs> that's, that's not the opposite of Lucozid. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> but that that was always the thing. But it was always if you were really ill, you had Lucozid. So. Um, Thursday night, I uh, I got in from hockey practice, um, and I'd had a really good day, and was like, right, I'm gonna have uh, um, something to eat. And um, it what? means like on the grass with a little ball, Brett. No, not, not Ro- roller hockey. With roller ball. hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like ice hockey. Like ice hockey, but right. with no ice. Okay, but warmer. Um, <laughs> I'm sure what, we've discussed this hockey. before. Yeah, I'm sure we've discussed this before. It's fine. Uh, yeah, so I, I get in from hockey practice. Uh, go um, need some. I food. get in from roller derby. <laughs> I I'm not going to shut up. Stop distracting me. Decide I need some food. Get in from trampolining. Make some. Oh, I want a trampoline. Uh, make some food. Um, have a bath. Go to bed. Uh, get to sleep. And like two hours later, wake up and my stomach's just on fire and felt fucking awful. I don't know what. It was that I ate that caused it, but I just did not bread. get any more delicious yeah. bread. It was, I did eat some bread, but it was gluten free. Um, but yeah, I didn't get any more sleep that night. Um, so I had to go to work on two hours of sleep with like just bad guts. Very, let's just leave it at that, like very bad guts. Um, and obviously, delivering bread and delicious things is fine, uh, apart from when you feel sick and the smell of food makes it oh. worse especially weirdly enough sausage rolls the smell of sausage rolls bleh, it, was, it was horrible um i think it's just because they're greasy when you when you feel sick they do um, smell very greasy yeah uh so yeah I, I basically uh friday i had um uh a couple glasses of water and one bottle of lucozade that lasted that took me the entire day to finish and that was it and then Saturday, when I was supposed whoa, to be... Whoa, 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 whoa. 
What have you been up to, Steve? Had a bottle of Lucas Ace. <laughs> that's basically what that story was. He's just getting there. He's getting right, okay, okay. Uh, so then Saturday and Sunday, I was supposed to be being like really productive. I've got a, like a, a laundry list of shit that I'm supposed to be getting on with. You may notice that the tree is gone, um, which is what I was going to come on to earlier when you said about the fact that it's turning into winter. Uh, it's like winter is clearing out. Like this is the time of year when I get rid of the Christmas tree because fuck your tree's not just for Christmas. Um, it's, it's a winter thing. And around now is when stuff starts getting warmer. So I always have a, a fire with the old tree and it's this whole thing of like, yeah, right. I'm welcoming in the spring and things getting warmer and nicer and better and more barbecues, more outside fires, more being outside. Yay. Um, Yay. But yeah, I didn't get to do half that shit because I was super fucking ill. Um, and just like didn't get any sleep and just spent the last, well, the entire weekend just feeling a bit. Um, but like on a longer section of that, uh, kind of leading into the, the shopping, um, there's a bunch of stuff that I have just been dragging my heels on. Um, so since I got back from the States, I've I'm not roller hockey. Hey, uh, since I got back from the States, I have not been super productive. Um, I've been helping out other people getting their shit sorted, but with my own shit, I've just, I've not, I've not really done it. I've not been particularly inspired to do it. I have not been feeling great. Um, I've had to work on myself a little bit and some like just mm, things. Um, and yeah, it's just meant that I've just not been super productive. And um, there's a whole host of projects, one of them being the the bathroom project which for those of you that are wondering yes after a year and a bit like maybe a year and a half i can't remember how long ago it was now uh i'm still in the same position i still don't really have a full working bathroom but i know it's it's all there and working i just have a shower um or a floor um but part of that was the fact that all of the rubble and everything from that project was all in the garage and before I moved on with anything else, I was like, well, I need to clear that out because I need to do that. But to clear the rubble out, I need to do this. And then to do that, I need to do this. And it was just this whole fucking list of things. And I was just, it was essentially just making up excuses for why I couldn't do it. Um, and they were semi-valid reasons. Like, you know, I wanted to do it in the Land Rover because it would take me one trip in the Land Rover or it would take me five trips in the Volvo. And I didn't, also didn't really want to put a load of like dirty fucking waste pipes and shit like that in the back of the Volvo. Um, but realistically, I could have done it fucking months ago and be moving on with stuff. Um, and even though a bunch of other people pointed all this stuff out to me and told me, like, I just didn't want to take that stuff on board because it wasn't just um, those reasons that I was stating that I didn't want to move on with it. I just, like, mentally was not not well, not in the best place. Um, and... Uh, and I've I've been struggling to to find inspiration. Like I've been kicking myself. I've been telling myself, like you know, I could, I just need to fucking do it. Just get on with it and do it. Um, and part of the reason I'm feeling a little bit more inspired to do stuff now is the fact that you know you can see here the the sun is shining. There is daylight. It's warm outside. I can go outside and work without either freezing my tits off or getting soaked. Um, you know, I, in that sense, I've been being a little bit Chris Cash and just kind of hibernating for the winter. Um, but now things are starting to brighten up. I'm like, right, okay, I can, I feel like I can get outside and actually work outside for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But also seeing a bunch of other people just cracking on with stuff and um, 
and overcoming obstacles and not letting that shit drag them down. Like actually seeing that is is way more inspiring than being told about it, if you know what I mean. Um the obvious one at the moment being Berkey. Um so I'm sure pretty much everyone listening knows about it now um and knows Berkey and knows his story. But uh for those of you that that missed it, um uh Andy Berkey is a wonderful pillar of the community um who's massively inspiring for so many people in so many ways that i don't think he really truly understands himself um and he had a fire in his workshop and lost pretty he, li- much- he literally also makes pillars for communities <laughs> he really does yeah <laughs> that was a very good one um but yeah i think he lost pretty much everything in that fire um and he did not let that drag him down at all he was just like right okay that sucks let's move on let's rebuild let's carry on and i just like i it's so easy to be inspired by him as a person and by his attitude to stuff and how he operates um and uh and yeah so i thought maybe we could just talk a little bit about uh the people and things that inspire us to um to kind of get out of a funk especially because you know this time of year a lot of people have been in that kind of winter january funk and i think people are starting to come out of it and starting to be a bit more productive um so yeah i just wondered if you guys had any examples of people or things that had kind of helped motivate or help inspire you i mean it's not it's not necessarily the the, the motivate and the, i don't need motivation but the all three of us talking about what we've been up to and a lot of it is like can't do this job because of that job <laughs> and can't get to that job because there's five jobs in the way of that job and we talked about it the other week about the, the domino effect of of attention deficit disorder um but the 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 thing that i take from other people is like oh they did that or they did something that way or they did something that made their life easier or yeah. they you know they 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 managed to sort that out and then it was obvious to see. Like I was seeing, like um, Soph sorting out a new uh, space. Oh yeah, move. That looks awesome. And you know, for years, Soph was on about like tidying up the 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 the, the bridge and, and and having all this space and it being annoying and I can't get into it. And then have a yearly yeah. tidy up and stuff like that. But then just taking pride in it, documenting it, being really happy about it, celebrating the space, and then going, now I can get on with it. Yeah, it just made me think. Right, yeah, because I've got the fucking room upstairs that's just full of shit and car parts yeah. and i physically can't get in and now the shack is the same like i got that old um machine lathe off, off my boss <clears throat> put that in the shack put a couple of car amps in the shack and now the stuff just keeps getting piled up pile up and like up yeah. to the door and like i physically can't get in anymore like literally like you open the door it's like and it's like i'm a hoarder yeah and it's like funny that i mean it, it, it isn't it isn't like <laughs> classic hoarder denial it's like but I just need. I just need to. I'm not. I'm not a hoarder. I just. I just need this. I stuff. just. I just like the same vehicle, um, but I just need to get in there and tidy up. It's yeah. probably. It's probably mm-hmm. what I'm going to do straight after this. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose either the room upstairs or the shack outside, mm-hmm. and it'll just be a case of sorting. You know whether it's just organizing, tidying, moving stuff to the side, so at least I can physically get in. Because even that is such a massive mental block. Like yeah. I can't get to X. I can't get to the vice because I can't get to the bench. And it's just, and you know, um, so even just seeing like completely detached and completely different scenario, someone having pride in their space 
you know, even like Heidi with the yeah. lovely little like throwing area mm-hmm. in the loft. And I just see it and I go, that's where shit happens. That's where shit gets done. Yeah. And I just need, I need to sort that out. And so, so that is the kind of stuff that helps me. It's not necessarily someone going, Oh, I'll give you some advice on how to tidy the shack. It's like, no, I don't need that. <laughs> I'm not I'm very well aware of how to tidy up. That's yeah. not the issue. The issue is like seeing someone else having pride in where, where they work. Yeah. And I think like that's, I, I really like your way of putting that because it's as, as much as I, um, I am a, like a, granted I'm, I'm always going to give Brett shit about it, but like, I am a fan of the clean shop, tidy, sh- uh, clean shop, happy shop, uh, mantra. And I do think that it is a, a huge thing to be able to go down and just go, right. Okay. I'm just going to tidy up um it's it's not always about things being clean and tidy but like you say having pride in it having um having things just a little bit organized it doesn't need to be like absolutely spotless but just having making sure that things have a place and that they're somewhere vaguely near them like it's funny when you were saying about um that and about getting things moving like the linchpin for me was getting that christmas tree down um mm. and that's made so much room in here and it, there was a bunch of stuff in here that wasn't getting sorted out because it was like oh it's in front of the tree or the trees in the way or whatever whereas now i'm like right okay next thing to do is basically just gut this room mm-hmm. put everything back in in some semblance of an order um i've got uh, a few bits of like crafty stuff that i'm going to sort out um and rearrange how some things are stacked away and, and stuff like that and so a, a bunch of shit is just going to get put into storage because it, I just don't need it out. I don't need it here. Mm-hmm. It can go under the stairs and be done with. Mm-hmm. Um, because part of the thing that might be happening if Jimmy moves in um, is along kind of that area there, like uh, next to the mezzanine level, um, basically putting in a work workbench for Jimmy so that he can do his art in here so that he's got a space that he can use to paint. Um, and it would essentially be turn this downstairs area into an art studio slash craft area. Um, and uh, and again, with like the outside stuff, like taking the, the tree out and just moving some shit around so that I can burn the, the branches off mm-hmm. made me go, oh, fuck, actually, yeah, now I need to start cleaning up all this bit and now I need to start doing that. And so, yeah, I guess that inspiration came more from a a physical act of, like right okay i need to do this um where -hmm. the initial inspiration came from for doing the tree was let's say just just being able to see someone like berkey and going like fuck me he can deal with all of that like the least i can do is yeah i might feel a bit peaky but i can just take the fucking decorations (laughs) off and just do it one step at a time sort of thing um although i must admit that one of the other things that i sorry brett i will hand over to you one sec one of the other things i um i did find is i was on the phone to um a friend uh yesterday when i was still feeling kind of a bit shitty um but being on the phone to him and uh whilst i was on the phone because i can't um i can't just sit and and talk i have to be doing something with my hands so i put him on speakerphone and i started cleaning up a bunch of the um bunch of my pot plants that just needed like dead leaves trimming off and stuff like that uh which then made me realize that a couple of them need repotting and then was like oh shit well i need to do that and i need now i need to make compost (laughs) yeah exactly and um compost and so yeah like it, it was that um that just having that opportunity of going like right i can i can do this at the same time sort of thing 
Well, you're both pointing at me. Yes. Alan raising his fingers. I can't no, that's tell. that's the, that's yeah. a double point. Yeah, that's oh, double. double point. Yes. Um, I I think in a very similar way, uh, what happened with Andy. I know when I first saw um, kind of the aftermath, or or people started sharing. Um, I was devastated for him. You know, I, I feel so bad for something happening to such a good person, but at the same time, what an example that he set, you know, over the years is just being a good person and, and kind of a linchpin in the community and delightful human that he is. Look how he's handled it, you know, and now it's like, yeah. okay. And now we clean and we put things back in order. And he posted a couple of things. Once he started uh, talking to everybody again and sharing, it was like, Oh, we're going to, we have to talk to the insurance people when we do these things. Boom. Like immediately when he said that, I started making phone calls on my homeowner's insurance because I haven't had any because it's not been a home. Yeah. And so I, I spent almost an entire day calling 15 different people because uh, no one wants to insure a tiny home or like the yeah. big companies over here. Just like mm, too small, too small. Progressive told me nothing under 500 square feet. And I was like, what the who gives a shit? Like, give me a break. Anyway, and yeah. I've been with them as uh, car and renter's insurance for 20 years. We established 20 years. And I was like, you can't do anything for me. And they're like, no, nope. <laughs> well, fuck you guys then. But seeing Andy uh, sharing some of these things and like taking the responsibility for what had to be done in the aftermath and how to move forward and get over the, the slump reminded me that I, I actually, I need homeowner's insurance, right? Like it's a requirement for um, the majority of, if you want to make any other additions or big decisions or, or banking decisions or whatever you have to have homeowners insurance so i got that sorted thanks to berkey mentioning it and then i started doing the workshop stuff and as i was cleaning it i had berkey in the back of my head going like hey is this unsafe over here like do we need to be concerned i have kind of spent two years in a very cavalier way just lighting shit on fire inside of this workshop that's made of all wood um in the desert where it's dry as hell anyway so everything's made out of kindling um <laughs> and now today like i have a little bit of office work to do today but i already have it on my to-do list that i'm doing a reorganize like a much much better reorganize because much like al was saying it's just kind of pushing stuff out of the way but then it all keeps piling up and i'm like well it's it's not disorderly but now i've created too much of a pile that i can't yeah. get through yeah. Well, while working on the shop, it's why everything took like a little bit longer, right? Well, I'm going to move the wall. Well, what do I need to do to move the wall? Well, now it's fuck. And then I'm moving this. And then I took the shelf down off the wall and realized, like, oh my God, I haven't uh, used this hammer in forever. It's just been hanging on the wall. Well, we need to fix this hammer. <laughs> I'm a restoration. It... Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And I'm realizing more and more that, that I appreciate you saying as much, Steve. And I, I don't really try and like, uh, shove it in people's face of just like always be clean and always be organized. And yes, it's been years of me bringing it up of, of taking the 10 minutes to kind of defrag your brain while cleaning. But I, I don't know what is, is um, so cathartic about chatting with a friend while doing the cleaning for like yeah. a half hour. You're just catching up and, and you're, uh, you know, you're completely lost in the conversation, but then you did 45 minutes of work you otherwise wouldn't have wanted to do. Yeah. 
I just kept I, doing that while I was working on the workshop because I was like, I need to do these things. I need to get things back in order. Also, I probably owe a few people just a phone call, hello, check-in yeah. thing. So I just used it as an opportunity to like multitask. And then six hours later, I got out and was like, oh, shit, the shop's back in order. Oh, there's a roof on there. Who put the roof yeah. on there? I've also talked to 15 people like today. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the best of it is the next day you go in and you try and find something. You have no recollection of where you put it. <laughs> right. I definitely did that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I think it it's a... Yeah. So while while she was talking, I was I was thinking about um, like the other places I draw inspiration from, and for me, um, like I my mood gets changed a lot by music. So I listen to music a lot. Um, I can I can sometimes kind of force myself into a different mood by uh, playing certain songs and certain bands and stuff like that. Um, and uh, last year, one of the artists that I listened to, um, someone called K Flay um she's a um like a hip-hop artist um that uh, she uh had a an hearing it wasn't an ear infection but basically lost her hearing just overnight just woke up one day and just had no hearing and that was it that was her entire you know life completely flipped around because she made a living through music um and you know she's luckily working on it and it's starting to come back and and there's but there's a bunch of other side side effects with that. Um, and I've talked about it a little bit on here. Like I, um, I love photography. I love videography. Um, I want to do more of it. And like seeing that made me go, shit, you know, what would I do if I, I lost my sight or if I did this? And, and it made me realize, actually, I've got a, essentially a fucking degenerative disease that means that my shakes are going to get progressively wor- worse over time. Um, and yeah, you know, I've only got, a few years left where I'm going to be able to, um, to film handheld, uh, before the shakes are so bad that I, I won't physically be able to do it. And, um, and that was kind of a bit of a, a kick up the ass as well. It's like, fuck, right. I need to stop fuck assing around and get on with it. I mean, that you was one of hitting things with a metal hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like that, that was, it was a kick up the ass and it, it made me go like, fuck yeah. All right. I need to, to start doing this again um which is why i've kind of been looking into how i can get that that going and and i think it is it's it's really um it's really easy or well, not easy it's really common to take kind of um uh inspiration from um i was gonna say other people's misfortunes and that sounds really horrible and negative but you know what i mean like it, it's like when you see someone else in a in a shitty situation, it's quite easy to go. You know what? I'm re- I, like I'm really not doing that bad. I can I can crack on with this, which is why I really liked Al's thing of saying like, actually no, I I really like seeing someone do something like good, doing seeing someone do some do well, like with um with Soph's new studio um and doing that because like I think a lot of us as well we talk about where we get inspiration from in terms of uh like art and stuff like that and visual stuff um but but yeah I think like I think that kind of st- sorry I I was trying to finish up so that I could hand over to you and I've forgotten what I, where my point was going so I'm just going to say Al you you go uh yeah no you, you you just helped me work it out so one of That's the what I was doing. What, what, thanks it's thanks dude. really appreciate it. um <laughs> one of the big things that inspires me is change. Mm. So the, the reason that Soph 
yes it touched on me is because i saw the difference between where she was before and where she was after that's mm. such a fucking good point so that ability for brett to to, to, to fix the roof mm. you know, steve to empty the space so you can then get onto the bathroom me to tidy up the shack so i can then use the shack it's being able to see a transition and a difference yeah mm-hmm. i don't get inspired if i was making a fucking uh for a wood turn ball a wood turn oh. no yeah <laughs> if i was making a bechamel i wouldn't need fucking inspiration thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yeah if I, if I was turning a bowl i wouldn't need other wood turn bowls as inspiration that is of no value to me that is yeah, like, yeah. i know what that is and that's you know bad example because i've no idea about how to turn a bowl um but <laughs> actually i have because daniel tarrant has taught me and he's an incredible yeah. teacher mm. um but what i need is is some form of change to inspire me yeah mm-hmm. when the um last week at, at work i uh, invited some students up from nottingham university mm. and they were doing a module on their course and it was like um the prof- getting into the professional graphic design industry or something like that, some generic university yeah. syllabus course title. And my, I just did a little like keynote presentation to them. And it's like the opening slide is, this is not the graphic design industry. <laughs> and they're all looking at me like, what? <laughs> and the tutor was like, I thought, I thought this was, I thought that's why we were here. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, that is not what this is. Like that might be the course that you're doing at uni. That might be the thing that they mark you on and you get a degree in, but that is not what I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know, I, I might be a product taster or like um, a, a 3D engineer or I, I might be recording audio or, or, you know, sampling how cleaning products work and doing consumer research and, and you know, interviewing people. It's like not 5% of what I do is graphic design. Yeah. If that, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a on a very particularly designy day, I don't do any graphic design. Um, and then they were asking me, like, so where do you get your inspiration? And they were all, like, reeling off, like, other design agencies and, oh, like, God. design blogs that they go to and design graphic design books. Who have you got? The smile in the mind. And have you got all these fucking generic reading list graphic design books? It's like, you are not going to learn anything about graphic design from another graphic designer. No. Right? What, what are they going to teach you? Like like the thing that somebody else taught them who was also a graphic designer. It was like, go and speak to a farmer if you want to learn about graphic design. Go and speak yeah. to a single mum. Go and um, dig a hole. You'll learn more about graphic design digging a fucking hole in the mud than you will mm-hmm. on design.org.blog.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, And it's just getting that inspiration from somewhere completely removed. And I don't mean in like a, in an abstract way, like, oh, I listen to the sound of trees and it helps me... <laughs> And it's like, no, 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 I mean, think laterally. Yeah. And being inspired by unexpected things is way more productive and will fire synapses and create memory structures that you wouldn't normally be doing in, in memorable ways instead of just trying to repeat what, what's already been done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love the, the the point you made about change because, like, for me, that's a huge thing. If, if something changes, I'm like, right, okay, right. That's a that's an impetus to start moving to start doing things. I can I can go, um, but when there's the, the, when there's no change and you're just kind of you're working on the same thing in the same space all the time, um, I you're not going to get inspired. Like, yeah, well, like well, not even that, but like I I'm going to force know, myself to be inspired. <laughs> I've the amount of times I've heard people talk about like oh I I look at Pinterest or I scroll through Instagram or whatever to get inspired, and it's just it never really it's never really worked with me, and I I could never 
really figure out why. Um, but I was talking to a friend about it um, the other day and realized that for me, it's it, it, it's people that that inspire me, not not things. Um, and that's I don't necessarily mean like going and and speaking to another craftsman or something like that. Like, don't be wrong. Like, to, I hate to mention him again, but like spending that time with um, Chris was genuinely life changing. Like, it I cannot express how much how big an impact that had on me. Because you realized um, you didn't have to work for a living, you could just ride around on golf carts. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I I. Like that that was huge. And like I'm very fortunate in that I've got to uh hang around and work with some fucking incredible craftspeople. Um but just going to the local coffee shop and talking to the people that work there, like and just chatting to them about what I do and getting to kind of talk about my own passion for the craft and for the things that I do and the things that I want to do that's actually really inspiring it's it's a weird thing it kind of rekindles that um that excitement in the things that i'm already doing because they you you almost become or i almost become jaded to it because it's it is my everyday it is there is no change to it and i'm just sat there going like oh it's fucking this again oh yeah but oh, this. whereas talking to to someone else about the thing makes me go fuck yeah this is like i'm really excited and like that's that's why i started working on shit yesterday is because i had that conversation with my friend um and yeah we talked about a bunch of other stuff and briefly mentioned some of the shit that i need to get done and that was it it was literally just the the act of vocalizing it um to remind my brain like Mm. this is a thing that i enjoy there is a reason that i want to do this and sometimes that's enough to to make me go like fuck yeah i want to get back to the workshop now and i'm going to go and make some things rather than like waking up and going like oh, i should probably go down the workshop but um not not to uh <laughs> pick holes in your story you go that, for it no it just sounds more like motivation than inspiration it sounds like yeah and, and they do go hand yeah, yeah. in hand yeah um but again i i i, I don't need motivation I see. I do. It's 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 the something different that needs me to to inspire me to make me go that oh I can think about it in a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and up until this point of this conversation, I think I've been interchanging the two things. Yeah, in yeah. My head. Um, and I think they are two super valuable things. But for you, being around great people like Chris and stuff, that is super motivating. Yeah. Um. Well, it's both, and, it's and, and, and yeah, and there's also yeah, yeah. things he does, yeah, creatively. So yeah. I think creativity is the inspiring bit. Um, yes, but I think as well, um, like that that conversation. I think again, like having conversation is inspiring for me because if I'm just sat, like a person's attitude or something might be super inspiring. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like, and having a conversation about like, so uh, I was talking to um, to Joe the other day about like when he's in his new workshop and like uh, all this. And I was, I was saying like, do you know what, dude, I'm, I cannot wait for you to like make a success of this. It's going to be really good. You know? And I kind of jokingly said like, I'm, you know, you're going to get bored of me coming in here. Cause I'm going to be in here every other day, like, or every, every other week um, just to see what's going on. And he was like, I'm kind of hoping you're going to be in it more than that. 
and and basically he his whole thing was like he wants me in there so that because otherwise he's just working on his own in in isolation and he wants someone else there and part of the conversation that we had which, which led on from there is the fact that when you know when you have an idea like you might have the vaguest thing of an idea but being able to bounce that idea off someone else whether it's um another creative person or whether it's just a, a random individual like again i think that vocalizing it can help um inspire new ideas and different ways of doing it like mm-hmm. i there's a lot of stuff that i have have um thought of during a conversation that i can't do if i'm just like i i, I wouldn't have that spark of inspiration if i was sat in isolation like maybe if i was listening like there's a few podcasts that i've listened to that have made me go oh fuck and uh, and again it's thinking it's because it's for me me. that's more just a remind like just memory yeah (laughs) oh yeah that reminds me yeah (laughs) but like like, yeah i forgot about that yeah just like that thing that triggers it to to think about things Mm. in a different way to change your perspective sort of Mm. thing Um, again a trigger is a nice way of looking at it yeah not necessarily about breathing an idea into somebody yeah It's, it's it's about that little oh shit yeah yeah great yeah and but like you say just being able to kind of bounce those ideas around and develop and and grow those ideas as part of that conversation Mm -hmm. um i don't necessarily want to play devil's advocate or go into a negative opinion of things but (laughs) genuine question yeah genuine question uh for both of you guys in terms of just kind of how we develop our habits uh as we're talking about this like there is, I feel like there is a healthy way to be inspired slash motivated and if and or, um, and move forward on either your own projects or your life or shop organization, doesn't matter, anything that we've talked about. But then developing a habit of kind of needing other input, mm. I feel like at a certain point that can go into a negative situation where like it's not as beneficial because now you are unable to move forward unless you get exterior input motivation i need to spend two hours on my phone until i find the thing that really sparks the thought and then it'll all click and then i'll be able to move forward so again i'm not trying to sound negative but opinion 100% 100% my opinion, but the less time I s- have spent on my phone and like taking my little breather from things over the last year, there have been negative aspects of that and feeling a yeah. bit more disconnected. But then there have been benefits where now I own my own, like taking ownership of my responsibility, my motivation in the mornings, all the projects that I have to do. I am excited. All of these projects are fantastic. And yeah, I could sit and search. Airstream renovation or Airstream, you know, all this stuff. I I look and then I give myself about 30 seconds to figure out if the video is going to teach me what I need to know about the wiring. And if it doesn't, it's not worth me sitting there just to see what did they do with it? Maybe I'll take what they did. And that's not inspiration. No, that's the massive. That's the massive misconception that people think somebody watching somebody else do their Airstream is inspiration. It's like, yeah. Correct. So, so the question, the question that I'm offering or that I'm throwing out there to you guys is just how do you stop yourself from developing that kind of, let's say bad habit or yes, the crutch. That is a fantastic term for it, Al, where, um, Steve, I completely understand what you're saying. Like you talk to a friend and just, you got a lot done and then a lot of things popped into your head. 
I do that with Alex all the time. It's, it's mm. why we talk as often as we do. So I'm not looking or I'm not frowning upon that. I know there's benefit, but I do know that being by myself working on stuff at the place, like I could just bury myself here for two weeks and never talk to another human and, and probably just do that. But it would yeah. destroy me and I would, I would <laughs> feel terrible. So I need, I need just enough, yeah. but not yeah. too much. Otherwise it'll actually end up being detrimental to, to forward movement. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think like the, there's two answers or two points I want to kind of um, touch on. The first one was uh, you saying about like the, um, the videos and stuff like that. So for me, the only time I've ever found motivation, not inspiration from videos is um, occasionally watching car videos like um, uh, roadkill or something like that has made me go right. Actually, that's motivated me to go and work on the Land Rover, go and work on the truck yeah. or, or whatever, um, just because it's it's seeing it. And it's again, it's just that thing of remembering in my head, like, oh, this is a thing that I enjoy. I should go and do that. Um, it's that kind of that little hit of dopamine that makes me go like, oh, I can get more dopamine if I do this thing. Um, but the only time I really watch videos or I look on the internet for, uh, for a project I'm working on, I almost never go on there for inspiration it's always just like you say like it's a quick like, show me how, how to get the wiring down yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like how how do i do this one specific thing that's all i care about i'll do everything else my own, on my own mm. um so that's like the the first point and i think like like you say that's a really good way of putting it um and that's why i don't tend to sit there on my phone scrolling for hours because i will just fucking sit and scroll for hours um but yeah i, I do have a massive crutch in that i need someone else there to um to be to get motivated to work to, to get inspired to work um and that's you know i can have all the inspiration in the world i can have the best idea ever i've got a bunch of fucking ideas i've got a bunch of projects that are like on the go at the moment i've got a bunch of designs that i really want to do but to get that motivation to work i 100 know about myself that i need um another person's presence to get started and it could be that i just need to go and grab a coffee with a friend in the morning and then i'm like right okay now i'm set up for the day i can go i've had that social interaction i can go down the workshop and start working um or it might be working in a workshop with someone and that's part of the reason why i never really wanted to set up my own workshop why i never wanted to go into business on my own because i know my brain just doesn't work like that i need to have that um that kind of social aspect to it um and that's why like a bunch of the ideas that i've got for future projects and future businesses and things like that involve other people in some way shape or form um and that's why like this this thing with joe having the workshop and him being kind enough to say well actually fuck it if i've got the space just come and use it um because it benefits both of us it like we we both benefit from having that that other person's presence there and we're not necessarily sat there talking the entire time we can literally just walk in have a two minute catch up in the morning whilst we're making a brew and then put our headphones in and just get on with work but there's just it's just having that other person there so that if you do get stuck you can be like what do you think about this mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten you ask the question and you answer it yourself before they've had a chance to respond but let's say for me i know that i need that that there i know i know that about myself so i try to make allowances for it if that makes sense yeah and i i'm totally with both of you i think i think it's 
not healthy if you need it all the time. Mm. If you can't inspire yourself and if the inspiration is not sort of self-perpetuating. For me, yeah. the inspiration is that initial spark. Yeah. It's that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Little press of the heartbeat that gets you going. Yeah. And then the idea starts to grow and flourish and then the things you do and create and develop it will, the idea kind of gets better and more interesting. But then on the flip side, I think it's totally not healthy to just be like, I inspire myself. <laughs> it sounds a fucking narcissistic. <laughs> like, I, it's I, so I, pretentious. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am my own muse. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, so I, I totally think it's somewhere in between, dude. Like, I, I, I couldn't do it if I just constantly needed, needed the creative input. Yeah. Because, again, that's something that in my day work is, like, it's crippled the industry. It's just having someone on your yeah. shoulder yeah, being yeah. the creative. And it's like, but I thought I was creative. Yeah. Am I creative or are you creative? <laughs> and I'm just a match <laughs> monkey. Like, which is it? Yeah. Um, right. And I, I just avoid it. I've never been that as a director. I don't stand, I don't tell any people what to do. So like, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to inspire you. If you want some advice, yeah. do you want uh, an interesting way to look at this? Or yeah. do you want to be able to think laterally? Come and speak to me and I'll, I'll hopefully spark something. But that, that is where it ends for me. I think, I think that role of inspiring others mm. um, is, is a small role. It's it's a little, it's the grain of sand in the pearl that kind of then becomes something beautiful. Can I just uh, make a quick point as well? How fucking good a feeling is it to inspire someone else? Like, that's the fucking best thing ever. Like, to, to have someone turn around and be like, you know what, I did this because you inspired me. Mm. Like, that's, that's fucking incredible, man. And my, 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 my my previous boss said something to me along those lines and it was like the best feeling is when you come up with an idea give it to someone else kind of inception wise and yeah, they, yeah and they think it's their idea and, you, <laughs> and you'd never say anything yeah yeah and yeah. you don't tell anyone and you don't you don't whisper behind their backs actually that was my idea <laughs> you just let it go yeah, yeah, and and they 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 run with it, and, they, and obviously they build on it, and they add their yeah, own yeah. ideas into it. But that initial spark, it's like they would have yeah. never got there if you'd Wait. not done that little doodle or that little post. Yeah, yeah. You, you're saying you don't take credit. No, in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this if this was Dude Bros podcast, we'd be like, that's my fucking idea. That's bank. Yeah, but like, see, I fucking love that, and I like, I think that that whole thing of being. Like to, again, to me, like one of the best things ever is is being able to inspire someone, and whether that's directly or or indirectly, um, I think it's just it's such a fucking good and important thing to do. Um, and you know, wh whatever, yes, yes, I get that. Uh, but like whatever shape or form that takes, I think if you if you can, I don't, I don't think you have a, a duty to do it. I'm not going to put that on anyone, but it's. It's such a fucking cool thing to do. And I think like having that ability or even if you're unaware of it, like having that ability is fucking spiffing. Al, have you got an order? Yes, it's sub. Sab, which means I'm going to go first. Uh, so I am doing a complete and utter total fucking respiff uh, because we have spiffed this person many a time. Although it, it doesn't matter how many times you do it, it'll never be enough. Um, 
because he inspires so much good conversation, uh, especially within the Fools with Tools group. And that is, of course, Mr. John D. Harvey. Um, Because he he does. He creates um, lots of topics of conversation, including the foolish talk thing. Um, And yeah, he's just a a thoroughly fucking lovely man. Um, And I mean, we've we've talked about him many, many times on here before. But if you're a a listener that hasn't gone back and listened to all of the old podcasts, or the old episodes even, um, and you don't know who he is, uh, John is... He's he's basically Santa, um, but he he like his gift is organizing everything for us and looking after the Facebook group and and running it and reminding me when I'm being like he he's like my second Jamie basically, um, but yeah, uh, John is amazing and lovely and sells the sales uh, makes some incredible work um which you should go and check out uh on at john i'm gonna i can't believe i'm even going up here hang on at jdh jdh ironwork something like that give me a bit of sorry you, you guys feel free to uh i'm gonna just let you stew in this yeah thanks i me bothered to look up your own fucking spiff uh john it is it's just at john d harvey on instagram um yeah uh and his his uh his logo is very nice as well, Al. Sorry. Uh, you're next. I've you got go. a respiff as well. Um, yeah. But it's actually for something different. Um, I mean, something different to what we respiff last time, not just because they're great. Um, okay. So Keith Descent. Um, ah, yes. A couple of interesting weeks. I don't know. Um, but he's got a really helpful, useful, inspiring product, which is all about not wasting your resin when you're making resiny things and it's just a little silicone mat that you pour it into and all the leftover resin becomes useful tools and it's just yeah. so simple takes no effort it's there when you need it it yeah. deals with mess and waste and turns turns things which are negative into something positive and it was yeah. just lovely and of course it's him that comes up with something like that yep um and the the, uh, the tools are fun and it's just a good idea yeah, and it's gone uh, recently gone viral on TikTok. Yes. So he's now at the point where he's like, I cannot keep up with these orders, yeah. um, which is not a bad position to be in. Um, but yeah, good shout. Keith is wonderful. Wonderful? Wonderbar. Wonderbar. Uh, Brett, what about you? Who would you like to spiff? Who? Whom? Whom am I spiffing this week? Um, actually, what I would like to do is... Uh, Go back to spiffing tools. Oh, spiffing the thing that gave us our name. So I, I think we've discussed it a few times before where finding like the right tool or the, the tool, the version of the tool that works the best for you for the projects that you do has just become like a fun journey to get on. And the right pencil, right? Which is the one that doesn't break all the time or the, I have two different brands of circular saws. One actually cuts at a 90 degree angle. The other one absolutely does not. (laughs) So while I was working on um, all the stuff that I needed to do for the workshop, uh, I was reminded by a, a very simple, beautiful tool leading into a kind of respiff. But I actually used 
my squares from Tony Rillo nice. multiple times. Nice. Uh, just to double check things and like they're very handy. It makes me feel good to use them because they are there's a story behind them. I know the maker, blah, blah, blah. We all love Tony and we know it. So as much as it's a respiff, let's talk about like the general idea of just like buy good tools, appreciate them. You will use them. I have now had those for years. They have been used hundreds of times. I love that I have them. And really it's because I broke two plastic ones while I was working on all this <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> I had two speed squares that were plastic that are just meant to be light and like throw them in your pocket. I broke them both. Yeah. <laughs> and then I used uh tony's i never dropped them so they were never going to get dented dinged or broken but uh it was a reminder to get the good yeah. stuff if you can support the makers so respiff to tony but also um just fucking you never know just finding the right tool it could be with you forever yeah think about future yeah. brett yeah buy 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 once cry once or whatever it is is that what it is um yeah uh but yeah, no, good shout. Um, I was using my uh, square from Tony the other day as well. Oh, that's right, because you two have them. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I need to, I need to get a new thingy uh, ruler for it. Um, yes, uh, good Spiff. So, is there any other business? No. No. Okay. Um, the only thing is obviously. Uh, if you uh, referring back to Mr. Burkay, uh, if you would like to help out, there is, I believe, the the GoFundMe is still running um, to help him out with replacing everything. Um, so uh, we will drop a drop a link to that in the shows uh, when this comes out. Um, so yeah, uh, go go click on that if you if you can. I'm sure he would appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that is it. So until next time, if you would like to get in touch with any of us, there are there is emails. There are the oh, fucking hell. There is emails. There is emails. We've got two, at least two. I think there might be more, but I don't know. I can't do this. There's two in the Facebook chat. Yeah, um, that's because that's I put them in there so that I don't lose them. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's. A, oh wait, there's another one. Did we read this one out? Uh, did we read out the, the toilet one? The last two yes. we haven't read out. Yeah, but the toilet one we have. Okay. Right. Uh, that's going the wrong way. Why are you going that way? Uh, so <laughs> I just saw that. Sorry, I just saw the um, the Red Dwarf meme. Brett, you really need to watch Red Dwarf. Um, so, yes, emails. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us an email at hello at fwtpodcast.com. Uh, you can drop us your opinions, your thoughts, your whatever. Or, or you can drop us a dad joke because apparently that's now become a thing. Um, so the first one we have is, of course, from Alan, uh, Mr. Alan Scannell, and um, uh, the the email consists of this: I've done a survey on how people walk home from the pub. The results are staggering. Fucking hell! Uh, and. Uh, is this from oh uh from i can never pronounce it frenetic ferret frenetic ferret yeah um uh basically our resident pirate that's not brett 
our other resident pirate, uh, which is, uh, why, why couldn't the landlubber sing, sing sea shanties? Say that again. Say it again. Do it, say it properly. Why couldn't the landlubber sing sea shanties? I really struggle with tongue twisters. Because he never hit the high seas. Uh, we need one of those sound effects. It's like, wah, wah, wah. That's really bright. Um, right. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, hello at ftptpodcast.com. Um, you, you you can do things other than drop us uh, terrible jokes. Um, that would be fine, honestly, please. Um, uh, and if you want to find us individually, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. All it needs is a little spark shark. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Al. Uh, and as a group, we are FWT Podcast or Fools and Cools everywhere. Um, yes, that's it. So until next time, stay wonderful, stay inspired, stay motivated. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.